This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Listen, Donald Trump cannot be the boogeyman for why Democrats don't get good stuff done. The man is no longer president. He's no longer even on Twitter. And if if I'm correct, I think Facebook or Instagram. Hell, the man is off of everything. He's They even canceled the man's Shopify account. And I'm okay with that. But what I know is he can no longer be the excuse for why Democrats and good people who may even be independents. He can no longer be the excuse for why we fail to pursue policies that really impact everyday people. It doesn't matter if it's the stimulus or issues of justice and mass incarceration or the environment or health care. There's no longer a monster for you to blame. And Democrats now, even if it's narrow, control the House, the Senate, the presidency. They control the mayoral ships and city councils of almost every city in America. And Trump is relatively silent, living at, a, at his resort in Florida. He's no longer the boogeyman. Whatever you're going to be or not going to be is on you. Let me unpack and explain what I mean. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. Everybody wants to keep their home and their family safe. I get it. I want the same thing, whether it's from a break-in, a fire, flooding, or even a medical emergency. Well, Simply Safe Home Security delivers award-winning 24-7 protection. There's no long-term contract, which is a huge deal. There are no hidden fees, just great around-the-clock protection for your home. It's the easiest and most efficient setup process that I've ever been through. I did it all myself in just about 30 minutes. It's just that easy. And right now, listeners of The Breakdown get a free home security camera when you purchase a Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash break. You also get a 60-day risk-free trial, so there's nothing to lose. Visit now, simplysafe.com slash break for your free security camera today. Again, that's simplysafe.com slash break. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I live in one of the few states completely controlled by Democrats. The Democrat, the Democrat is the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general. Democrats control 
in, in New York, our version of the House and the Senate. In my city of New York, a Democrat is the mayor, is the deputy mayor. Democrats completely control our city council. I mean, it's almost like 50 to zero. I'm not even exaggerating. And almost every single congressperson, both of our senators, they're all Democrats. And now the president is a Democrat. The vice president of the United States is a Democrat. And yes, you could feasibly say, well, there's the Supreme Court. But if New York is not working, or if New York has inequity or injustice, if New York has disparities, like there's nobody else you can blame it on, politically speaking. Like you have to look internally. And in a lot of ways, that logic doesn't apply to every state. Like I lived most of my adult life in Georgia, and Georgia still has, while they have two, it's a rare, it's a rare thing what Georgia has. While they have two Democrats now in the Senate, the governor, the lieutenant governor, the attorney general, and their, their legislature is still controlled by Republicans. And, and so there it can be hard to get things done. But whatever the case, whether you live in a state like Georgia or maybe you live in a state like Mississippi where, where Republicans control almost everything or South Carolina where they control almost everything, whatever the deal is, you can no longer make Donald Trump the boogeyman. Like, here we are. It is mid-February. It's almost March. And... Trump is still off of social media. And, and I don't say that as a, to take that lightly. I say that to say that was, social media was his superpower. So that's gone. He can no longer bully and attack people that way. And my understanding is that the policies at most of those places is even people can't speak for him. He can't use other people's accounts. And Twitter announced that his ban is permanent. Like he's not coming back. It's, he's gone period, pointblank.com. Facebook says they're, they're investigating it and considering what it would mean to bring him back to the platform. Whatever the case, the ball is now completely in the hands of the Democrats. And I say that even more so in light of the fact that Donald Trump, even though he was impeached by the House, and even though more people in the Senate voted to convict him in the impeachment than we've ever had, he was still acquitted. And, you know, Nancy Pelosi is saying that they're going to do a, a deep investigation in the House, like a blue ribbon panel investigating the attack on the Capitol. Okay, all of that. I'm fine with that. But now that the impeachment process is over. That's done. Now that the man is not on social media, that's done. Now that he's not in office, and, and yes, there are rumors he's going to run again, he's going to support candidates for a higher office and all that, whatever. He can no longer be your boogeyman for why quality policies are not being enacted. It, 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 can't, it can't be. And Democrats can't do it. Uh, talking heads can't do it. Everyday people can't do it. Like, listen, 
I I literally think the man's a monster. I feel that strongly about him. But he can't be an excuse for much of anything at this point. And you, you can predict that he's going to campaign for people for the House and the Senate, and maybe he's going to run again in 2024, whatever. You can, you can predict any of those things. All I know now is he can't be the excuse for why any Democrat is not giving serious policy shifts and changes their very best shot, period. Like, he, he can't be the excuse. And I think that, I think that puts, I think, I think it makes a lot of Democrats uncomfortable because he was a convenient excuse. Because here's the thing. Republicans did not build mass incarceration alone. In fact, the argument is that mass incarceration is as much a Democratic institution as it was a Republican institution. Trump surely was not the architect of mass incarceration or police violence. He, he might have liked them both, but he wasn't the architect of, of either one of them. They, these institutions are you know, emanate first from America's cities, which are almost completely controlled by Democrats, uh, from district attorneys and mayors and city councils and city policies, from states and state laws and, and, and state prisons. And, and, and so whatever the case is, I regularly saw people blaming Trump for problems that were much bigger and older than him. And because he was such a monster, that was an easy ruse to fall for. And it's like, listen, yeah, the guy is a horrible, horrible human being, but literally is not smart enough to have built mass incarceration. (laughs) Right, right. Like, it it was not imagined by him. In fact, you know, again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse. It was more imagined by Joe Biden than anybody. And so now that Trump is out of the picture, it's, it's uncomfortable, I think, for, for probably three groups of people. It's uncomfortable for Republicans who made a killing saying they hated Trump. I mean, you know, chief among them would be the Lincoln Project, uh, which was started by Republicans and we now know primarily just got the Republican founders of the Lincoln Project filthy rich. Like literally they made tens of millions of dollars that they never spent on ads that they funneled only into their own companies and were literally paying off debts, buying homes like, and is now like, you know, a flaming, you know, heap of trash right now from, scandal and everything else, but not just them. They're, you know, the anti-Trump Republicans are all over the news. They are now commentators on CNN and MSNBC and, and featured in every major American newspaper. Well, now that Trump is no longer in power, it's like, okay, what, what role do you play? Because they were primarily famous and had a platform for speaking, you know, being the, the, the lone Republican speaking against the boogeyman. Well, that's gone. 
But I'm sure that Republicans who oppose Trump will still find a way to continue to make him the focus. I tell you who else is going to struggle is for-profit media, where, you know, Trump has, is great. Like, I've <laughs> put that in capital letters, bold print, highlighted. Trump was great for the ratings of CNN and MSNBC and for clicks for the Washington Post and the New York Times from uh, the, the, the Russia scandal to the, the election to the Capitol piece. And it's like, now that, like, Trump's tweets were the primary topic for the for-profit left-center news, but now that he's no longer on social media, he's no longer president, um, I don't know what they're going to do. Ratings are already starting to plummet. And, you know, anything that people could write, say, show about Trump, they were ratings booms, and he knew that. So they're going to have to find something else to do. And Democrats, who's particularly the Democrats who got particularly famous, not for any good policies, but just famous for speaking out against Trump. And, and, so, and, and listen, let me give them credit. Like sometimes they were great at speaking out against Trump, but they weren't great at speaking up for much of anything. I'm talking about substantive policy. And what are those Democrats going to do? It's like, okay, Trump is no longer here to, to be the boogeyman. What policies are you going to fight for? How are you going to address the needs of everyday people? How are you going to make the country more fair and just and equitable. What will you do to do that? And right now, I, I think they're struggling. Of course, because we're still in the shadows of the impeachment, they're going to talk about impeachment for a few more days and they'll carry out the, the stuff on Trump for a very long time. I think soon they're going to you know, pivot to, will New York State do something against Trump? Will New York City do something against Trump? Will Georgia do something against Trump? And less than they're earnestly interested in that, I think it's just good for ratings. And, you know, I'm, I'm bothered by it because it's like when you have power, you have to use it in a way that's not only responsible, but hopefully effective. And that's not what we're seeing right now. So I'm watching. You can't be the boogeyman. And... Democrats are going to have to take a deep breath and say, like, yeah, it's time for us to actually address the needs of everyday people. And I don't see that happening at the pace and with the seriousness that it really needs to be happening right now. And, you know, I'm thankful that we're seeing more distribution of the vaccine and are starting to address some of the issues with the coronavirus. But outside of that, there's a lot to be done. Listen, I've got to run, but Trump can't be the boogeyman. He can't. He's a monster of a person. He's a, you know, a, a horrible human being. But he is no longer the Godzilla of American politics. He's not. And I'm, not I'm not saying we don't keep one eye on him, like side eye. I think you have to, <laughs> you know, he, he is like uh, in those horror movies when you uh, when you finally take care of the monster 
but you're not completely sure if he's gone, like, yeah, you should keep one eye on the man. But he can't be the focus of democratic politics. He just can't. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Hi, this is Donnie Rose, chief content editor here at The North Star. Encouraging you to check out thenorthstar.com every day for insightful, engaging commentary on the stories that impact our culture. The writers at The North Star make it our mission to advocate, mobilize, agitate, and disrupt in the name of creating liberation-centered content. We unapologetically center the narratives of Black, Brown, and Indigenous people. We understand that you can get news from anywhere, so we are more interested in offering perspective that speaks to the experiences of our audience. We write freely and with freedom on our minds. We invite you to indulge in our daily editorials and engage in the dialogue that will change the world. Ooh, it's the past.